Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's NHL Trade Deadline Day on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brought to you by Touchback Safety. Open for all of your training needs. With in-depth discussion and analysis, here's Bob Stoffer. Give us that much credit, but it's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. We will tell you the best pizza in the city. Still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you. Edmonton and owned and operated for over 50 years. All April, enjoy a free two-liter Coke product with the purchase of any two large pizzas. Order online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza's the Mediterranean Chicken. Just before we go to Oilers GM Ken Holland, we will tell you, Breaking deal as we speak. It's a big one with Ken's former team, a player he drafted. Anthony Mantha, who is a huge presence, who's been in and out of the doghouse in Detroit, but has had 30 goal seasons in the NHL, has been traded by Detroit to Washington in a deal for Jakob Vrana and Richard Ponick, uh, Jerry Johansson. I think, I think he's got both guys. Uh, so that's an interesting trade there. All right. Into our North Division report brought to you Monday, Wednesday, Friday by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Here's Brendan Escott. Okay. Toronto has won six in a row now. And sit six points up on second place Winnipeg, seven up on Edmonton. Montreal has dropped three straight to sit nine points back in fourth place. They're still six up on Calgary, however, with three games in hand as well. A pretty stark playoff cut line for Calgary to overcome. Vancouver as well, of course. And you can look and see uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Matthews, and Marner all sitting uh, in the top five in NHL scoring. So this North Division continues shining in that regard. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home. It all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. All right, uh, that is the North Division report again for Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. At this time, as province, as promised, here in the province of Alberta, let's go to Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. Service Steve Wino, Associated Press. Hey, Kenny, you guys obviously getting Dmitry Kulikov. How, how tough is it to, to have the quarantine, to have to wait for him? And I guess, did that kind of factor into any of your other thinking today? Uh, no, it didn't. No, it didn't factor any other thinkings. Um, we're working to get him up here. I'm obviously, he's going to have to quarantine for a week. Um, so hopefully, um, 
in the next few days he'll be on a on a plane and he'll be up here and uh, you know obviously on our, our schedule we start Friday we play four games in six nights so he, he won't be available for any of those four games and then then we have four days off and I think we play in Winnipeg uh, two weeks tonight so uh, the, the, the hope is that uh, he'll be available for um, for that game. Reed Wilkins, 630 Chad. Thanks, Sean. Hi, Ken. I was just wondering if you can give us your report on Kulikov. What do you think he'll add and how he'll fit in? Uh, well, he's you know he's obviously a left shot defenseman that's played uh, over 700 NHL games. You know he's 30 years old, so he's uh, you know he's, he's an experienced guy. I think he's played you know a little over 20 playoff games. Um, you know he's he can skate. He's uh, can make a good first pass, and he's I think you know defensive minded. He's got some uh, some edge to his game, and uh, he can kill penalties. So you know you you think about the um, or I think about the playoffs. The, uh, you know you got to be able to defend. You got to be good on special teams. Um, you got to find ways to win games. You know two one, you know three to two, and um, we think he's going to make us um, you know better defensively, give us more depth, and. And, um, you know, g g provide an edge and, and 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 get the puck moving, get the puck moving forward. Uh, you know, I don't think he's an offensive-minded defenseman, um, but certainly um, think he can get the puck moved up to our forwards and and uh, defense first. Taylor Hall was traded to Boston. Were you ever seriously involved in discussions with the Sabres for Hall, and why or why not? I'm sure if I answer those questions, um, not, not really. I'm not going to really get into it. I'm not even sure if I can talk about other teams' players, but uh, there was no, no. The answer is no. Daniel Jim Bowman, The Athletic. Hi, Ken. Uh, I know uh, money was tight, as you, you said, and kind of dollar in, dollar out situation here, but were you disappointed you couldn't add more? And how close were you to really adding uh, you know, a forward that could impact your team? Uh, we weren't really close. I did talk to some teams about some forwards. I, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't know that they were, you know, impact forwards. Um, but but uh, they were, you know, NHL forwards. But you know, money was tight. Um, assets were tight. And um, you know, I guess as we went through it, we felt. I felt that. Uh, um, you know, the priority is to uh, it was to get a little bit deeper on the back end. And, um, you know, I know we, you know, in the last couple of days, we saw some teams get creative with, you know, linking in another team to eat some money. Did you guys ever really go down that road as a, as a way to get creative and, and try to, uh, no. you know, yeah. Jim Matheson, Post Media. Uh, a couple of things, uh, Ken. Um, Chris Russell has been in the second pairing with Larson. Uh, do you see Kulikov sliding into that spot? And was the, was the I guess the drop-off from Darnell Merson played so many minutes to Chris Russell, who's smaller, and then the two young players, to uh, Lagason and Jones, the reason you felt you needed to get Kulikov? Um, I th you know, I think, you know, certainly... You know, when you look at the teams in this division that uh, are going to be in the playoffs, I mean, they're, they're all good teams. They're going to be, um, um, you know, anticipate uh, two great series in the north. Um, and... Uh, 
you know, you know, obviously you talked about you know Jones and Lagus, and they've played really good for us. They have, they don't have a a, a lot of NHL experience. They're just sort of learning the National Hockey League. They're doing a good job at it. Um, Slater Kukuk, you know, we think he's going to be back sometime in early May. But um, you know, when you've been out for almost three months or you know two two to three months. You know, it's, and you're trying to catch up here as you're heading into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, you know, not really sure where his game is going to be at until he played. So I felt we felt I felt that uh, you know we wanted to get uh, somebody on the left side that uh, could make us a little bit deeper. Um, he's got good size to him, and uh, you know, Chris Russell played very very well. And I think as, as far as who's playing with who, Jim, you know, I leave that up to. Uh, the coaching staff, um, they'll sort out the, 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 the pairs. And Ken, the fact that you had more than one hole to fill, I mean, some teams went out like Napa and knew they needed a right shot defenseman and got Sabar, you know, Felino and Paul in Boston because they needed it. Did that make it a little more difficult for you? It wasn't like you just had one hole you were going to be looking at. You were looking at, you know, a center maybe in the third line and a left wing on the second line. Did that make it more tricky for you with no money. Well, you know, Jim, I think, you know, obviously we got out of the gate three and six. I think we're 22, nine and one our last 32. I mean, we've played at a high, high level the last last little while. And I think that, um, you know, I think that, that, that when you, you know, there's a cap, everybody understands the cap. Um, and we didn't have a, a lot of space um, so that had, that factored into the decision. Um, I made a decision last year at the deadline to, you know, spend lots of futures in, in trying to, you know, go on a run last year. And unfortunately the pandemic hit and then, and then we, we picked up in July and we were out in four games and it, and it didn't work. So, you know, when you make decisions in life, um, they're going to affect future decisions in life. And I certainly made some decisions that, that affected my decision um, going forward. Um, so I think those are those were the factors I think that uh, that weighed on me as I um, as we went through the trade deadline and made uh, made only one dis- only one um, acquisition. Jason Greger, TSN twelve sixty. All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap up at this time. It is currently to wrap up Ken Holland at this time, 144 in Edmonton, because uh, Reed Wilkins, you heard him mention the fact that the Winnipeg Jets made a trade. The depth defenseman they added was Jordy Ben. Jordy Ben's an okay defenseman. Uh, they gave up a six-round pick to get him. Uh, he was not playing the, you know, Kulikov coming to Edmonton playing 19 minutes a game. He's going to play every game. Uh, ben might play in the third pairing. There's a chance Kulikov ends up playing in the second pairing here. Let's not forget Kulikov was previously with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, by the way, perhaps the biggest name to go today is Anthony Mantha. And as it's turned out, it's a first and a second along with Vrana, who himself was uh, a first-round pick. And Richard panicked. So a big deal with the uh, Washington Capitals and the Detroit Red Wings. When we come back, we'll close on our trade deadline day coverage here in Oilers Now. We'll hear from John Shannon and Rob Brown. You're listening to Oilers Now. It's NHL trade deadline day. Brought to you by Touchback Safety. Exclusive coverage on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad with Bob Stoffer. 147 in Edmonton into this day in Oilers history. Brought to you by Dennis and Jason Oliverti and the team of New West Travel. 
pretty sure John Shannon might have produced this game on the state 1984. The Edmonton Oilers outshot the Calgary Flames 54-29. They cruised to a 5-2 victory in the opening game of the Smythe Division Final. That series went 7, by the way. Wayne Gretzky had two goals, four points. Kevin McClellan fought the sneaky, tough, and at times really dirty Paul Baxter. Eight seconds left in the game. Baxter had a good left hand. Uh, didn't necessarily have a Hall of Fame chin, as I recall. Uh, speaking of John Shannon, he's going to join us, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Get your AC today with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling, along with Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network. To uh, wrap up the final uh, hour of our show here, spent about eight minutes with. John, did you produce that game back in 19, game one, 1984, the Oilers and the Flames? I did indeed. That seven-game series it was uh, it, the Oilers should have actually won it in five, but uh, they didn't, and uh, it went to seven games. And uh, I, I can tell you one thing about Paul Baxter: is Paul Baxter was one of those last guys that, uh, and Robbie will get a kick out of this. Uh, between periods, Paul would uh, leave the dressing room, light up a cigarette in the hallway, and then go back in and yell at, "Hey, baby boys, let's get going." Oh, man. Uh, you might have played with one of those guys, Rob, that occasionally would light up a cigarette in the intermissions as well. Well, my first ever year playing in Pittsburgh, first training camp, I was walking to, we used to get dressed in a high school and walk over to the arena, and I was walking beside Mario, and we are fully dressed, everything on, just carrying our skate. And halfway over, Mario pulled a cigarette out of his glove, lit up a cigarette as we're walking into the arena just before the first day of training camp. And I'm like, all right, a little bit different than junior hockey. Paul Baxter, too, that's funny. I played for Paul Baxter. He was an assistant coach in Chicago. I think Daryl Sutter was the coach, the head coach. I'm not sure there's ever been a coach that has hated me more than Paul Baxter. Like, literally, that man hated me. Um, so, yeah, therapy just brought back great memories there. Thanks, John, for talking about Baxter. I'm going to have to go back into therapy after that one. Well, you know what, Rob? Go watch uh, Go watch Paul Baxter fight Ben Wilson. He suckers Ben Wilson early in the fight, and then Ben Wilson pulls himself off the, the map. It was a line brawl, and it didn't go very well. For Paul Baxter wasn't a big guy, but he, John, as you know, he had a good left hand. He could chuck him. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to put your G. GM's hats on. John Shannon, we'll start with you. Your overall assessment on what the Oilers did today. What do you think? One move. Well, they they knew they had to shore up a few places, and they shored up at least one of them. And I think that that's, uh, that's a positive. Didn't really affect the budget at all. Uh, so from, from that perspective, uh, Kulikov will help. Uh, I'm not sure it's enough uh, up front. Right now, I mean, they didn't they didn't do anything, and they got to hope that the guys they have and a vote of confidence, the guys they have, can be a difference maker between now and uh, and the 16th of May when the regular season ends. You know, Rob, when we had you on earlier in the show, I know for a fact that, you know, you and me see it the same way here. Upgrade on both Caleb Jones and William Langston at this time with Kulikov. It is. It, it's, the coach is going to have much more trust in a veteran defenseman. Especially, I mean, the others are going to be probably playing. Right now, it looks like Winnipeg and Toronto in the playoffs, unless Montreal upset someone in the first round. And they are deep up front. And you can't get away with just having one good defensive pairing that you can put out there and feel safe with. you got to be able to roll out three sets of pairings to play against Toronto, to play against Winnipeg. And I don't think... Uh, Dave Tippett was comfortable with a Lagason or a Jones on the left side. He's, I mean, there's nights again, eight to ten minutes of ice time. And then when you get into a series and you're playing every second night with travel, uh, that's a wear and tear on the other four if they're all playing 20, 
two to 28 minutes. So it is an upgrade. We will wait and see because the Toronto Maple Leafs did a great job today in the upgrades they made. Winnipeg got a little better. They got depth on the back end like the, the Oilers did. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if it's enough. They did upgrade a little bit, but I agree with John. Uh, the Oilers are thin in their top six. They needed someone to, to come in and score goals. Hard to find those, though. John, uh, did, did Toronto separate from the rest of the pack here by picking up Felino and picking up Riddick? should never play a game in the playoffs for the Toronto Maple Leafs. When you think about it, when the cap, uh, when when the LTI ends, I mean, the number two goaltender is going to be Freddie Anderson. Yeah. So David David Riddick is simply an insurance policy. They got Ben Hutton from Anaheim just uh, a few minutes ago. Ben Hutton may never play a minute for the Maple Leafs. What Kyle Dubas is, he's planning for the long term, planning for four rounds. And so he's trying to beef up every position with with pure and utter depth. That's what Riley Nash is. And Nick, Nick Foligno's a little different than that because he's going to be, I think, going to be a quality third-line center for them. And that bumps Kerfoot down or puts Kerfoot in the press box or on a wing. But from that perspective, the, Ma- the Maple Leafs just got deeper. It's not going to affect their goal scoring. It might help them on the blue line. And they're just ready for the long haul. Rob, uh, you mentioned the fact about you know Toronto, where they sit, and what needs to happen here. Which uh, which move surprised you the most? The acquisition cost for Hall, or the acquisition cost for Sam Bennett, and the fact that you can make an argument Calgary got more for Bennett than Buffalo did for Hall. Well, I guess both. I, I, it's mind-boggling that. You know, this is Taylor Hall that was much coveted in the offseason and it signs a big one-year deal in Buffalo where he's going to bet on himself. And, and all of a sudden, you're getting hardly anything for him or giving up hardly anything for him to, to go on a playoff. I mean, it shows you where we are nowadays with the, the salary cap and the structure and everything. And Sam Bennett, I laugh at Sam Bennett. It's, it's funny. He's a guy that wanted out. They didn't trade him. Came out last week and said, I like it here now. I want to stay. And then they do trade him. It shows you what to, what it's like when in the National Hockey. But the one thing about Toronto and, and that I like about their depth, if Polino plays in their bottom six, in their four of their bottom six guys are a 1,000 games in the National Hockey League. Three of those guys have been captains on their National Hockey League teams. Like, try to match that up with any other team in the National Hockey League. Their depth are guys that have been there before. They're veteran guys. That would make the Toronto Maple Leafs so uh, tough to play against is they got guys that understand the roles and are excited about the roles because they've been there, done everything, and they are, they're going to be a tough out. They are certainly going to be a tough out in the, in the North Division. So Toronto got better. Winnipeg and Edmonton got a little bit better. But I think Toronto was the winner so far in the North Division. John, Bob, it's funny. What I would say, just, just quickly, what I would say is funny is the Maple Leafs were trying to improve their forward depth like Winnipeg has, and the Jets were trying to improve their defenseman depth, which they think Toronto has, and then the Oilers were trying to improve just depth overall, when they, and they did get a little bit better. All three teams uh, are, are, are poisoning themselves for the first two rounds of the playoffs in the North are going to be spectacular because these teams are going to be ready. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us multiple times during the course of the last three hours, and we'll hook up later in the week. 
Sounds good, Bob. And that wraps up our NHL trade deadline day coverage. I'd like to thank all of the guests that participated in the show. Uh, Reed Wilkins from the Oilers Radio Network, Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network, Cam Moon and uh, Jack Michaels, my Oilers Radio play-by-play partners, Hart uh, Levine from Puckpedia, Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey on Rogers, Mark Spector from NHL Hockey on Rogers, the newest member of the Edmonton Oilers, Dmitry Kulikov, joined us. And we also heard from Ken Danico, as well as Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. Up next, after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, Prime Minister Trudeau wrapped this weekend's Liberal Convention with an election campaign-style speech saying the Conservatives are out of touch with the real challenges people have had to face over the course of the pandemic. So are we closer to seeing a federal election this year now than we were at this time last year? Dr. Lydia Miljohn from the University of Windsor will join Jay Lynn Nye at uh, 2 o'clock after Global News Weather Traffic Update. Reed Wilkins tonight on Inside Sports. More with Ken Holland. I'll pop on Reed's show as well. Tomorrow, Sportsnet Specs. Special thanks, by the way, to uh, Brendan Escott for uh, bouncing numerous balls in the air during the course of the three hours. Thank you very much for listening. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. Followed by the 630 Chat. Afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.